Hello, everyone. We're back. We are. We are back. Uh, we thought we'd record a little quick preview, mm. pre, like pre-intro to the intro to this episode and to the next sort of six episodes mm-hmm. because um, they were recorded in December slash early January of 2021 and they don't make a lot of sense contextually in terms of our banter mm. um, now in sort of October of 20. 22 so yeah trying to say those words it's like nearly 12 months i know it's been it's been really something and we'll talk about it we will talk about it Mm -hmm. uh, when we catch up to current day episodes which is the playthings episode which will be released at some point some point at some i don't have dates uh but yeah just wanted to let you know that these were recorded quite some time ago (laughs) so if you're wondering why we're talking about squid game like it's brand new and interesting Mm -hmm. information why yeah it's uh not because we um we had a big old siesta for like 12 Mm. months and then woke up and went hello um it's not like you know 50 is it 50 dates like 50 first dates 50 first dates where it's like every day reset no Mm, no it's not one of those it's not one of those moments no No. um no the 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 longer story we'll share and play things but the very short quick story is that i had my baby Mm -hmm. quite a lot earlier than i thought i was going to have her and that just kind of threw our plans awry. Yep. And they've stayed awry for some time now. But we're back. We're back. We are. So enjoy this episode. Um and yeah. We'll see you in the in, in playthings. We'll or... see you in playthings when we can you guys catch up to us and we catch up to you. Yeah. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we are talking about Season 2, Episode 8, Crossroad Blues. Mm, I've been waiting, mm-hmm. waiting for this damn episode because <laughs> I can now start saying words. Yes. I'm not going to say them now, but okay. <laughs> once we get past the, the a plot point, I, can mm-hmm. then, I will be screaming those words for like... If we ever get merch, I'm going to put them on Okay. Okay. Just heads up, guys. If we ever get merch, if we ever get that big one, that's mm-hmm. that and fire guns. Yes. They're, they're my two two merch ideas I've got going. <laughs> yes, with some kind of like silhouette of like a guy holding like a a fire gun, like a fire gun, like like a Bond situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, look. See. Done. Tick one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very excited today because it's just after Christmas and mm. I was given the incredible gift of a new laptop for Christmas. Yes, you were. Um, our recording situation <laughs> is slowly, slowly, slowly getting slightly more professional, slightly yeah. more profesh. Um, and this one actually will hopefully allow me to edit in under five hours because um, <laughs> it's not going to take as long to save or render everything anymore. So. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. We'll soon find out. Keep you posted and all those things. Mm-hmm. So this episode was written by our girl, Sarah Gamble. Sarah Gamble. And directed by Steve Boyum. We haven't had him yet, have we? No, we haven't. I have had a look at what he does in the future, though, and I'm excited. We'll talk about it in the future. Yeah, I'm excited mm. for what for what he has come to come. Ooh. So this, this episode is another episode that sets up a ton of lore mm-hmm. for the future. Oh, yeah. Um, in terms of how this world works and like yep. all of um things, you know, at the end of last season with Temple's Trap, we sort of yep. got a lot of that sort of demon yep. mythology and now we're getting even more demon mythology. 100%. It's like 
they're really starting to lay down some pavers for mm-hmm. different you know, how to obviously how to get rid of a ghost you know we salt the bones we burn mm-hmm. the bones like we're starting to set up some like you said real good law of how future seasons will run based on these foundations yes so we open on mississippi in mm-hmm. 19 um in 1938 we've got Robert Johnson, who yep. is a real person, um, very famous musician mm-hmm. from the 30s. Yep. Um, real fascinating dude, I must say. Oh, I did not do um, I knew he was famous. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a very talented musician. Mm-hmm. But that's what I knew. Yeah. So Robert Johnson, even just looking at his Wikipedia, he's really interesting. Um, he's sort of part of what's kind of called, quote unquote, the 27 Club because mm-hmm. um, he died when he was 27 mm-hmm. under mysterious circumstances. Um, the story that went around was that he'd been poisoned by the husband of one of his lovers, oh, which is very, scandalous. very zesty. Um, but yeah, he's just super duper interesting. And it is 100% of his mythology that he made a deal with the devil. And that's what made him a such a talented, incredible guitar yeah. player. Um, the reality, of course, is is not that. And yeah. uh, I definitely say even just reading his Wikipedia gives you a really great insight into kind of how that mythology arose and sort of maybe some possible racial mm. undertones in terms of this incredibly talented black man sort of out of nowhere and like Especially in the 30s. In the 30s, segregated South. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the only way he could be that talented is if he clearly made, made a de- my dad deal. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, he, there's very little that's actually known about him and his life and like the reality of it. Like, even his date of birth, they're not really sure oh, of. Wow. And like, you know, he definitely has a lot of mythology around him that mm-hmm. makes it really cool and really interesting. And so they really upsetting potential racism aside or definite racism aside. Yeah. It's a really, really cool story and I love how it's been woven into this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, and I will say the gentleman that they cast to play him, he's a pretty pretty good look. Oh, really? If you look at his Wikipedia picture and you look at the guy that they cast, they they got it pretty close. They found someone who looked a lot like him, like – so, yeah, so well done to the casting director because they really nailed it and he's even kind of wearing, so it's played by a gentleman called Lamond Bird <gasps> and he, they, see? Whoa, yeah, like, whoa. Yeah, they really nailed it. They even kind of looks like the suit that he's got on yeah. in this opening scene is very similar to the Two. suit of this picture. So there's only three pictures that exist that they're almost 100% sure are of him and not someone else. Yeah. And aren't fake. Because, <laughs> um, like, yeah, he was yeah. just kind of the internet mysterious figure in the 30s, wow. but incredibly influential on, like, people like Dylan and the Rolling Stones and you too. Like, yeah, obviously you. we get his music at the start of this episode, Crossroad Blues, and he did sing a lot about, like, yes. the devil and, like, yeah. voodoo. And, um, but also context and, obviously, mm-hmm. the time period. Yes, and where he and where he was living at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Very like, much run of the theme of that time period, of course, and particularly being a like sort of blues, early blues player. Um, so yeah, so very, very interesting, very cool mm. guy. Um, really interesting story. And I mean, I loved this whole opening scene. I think oh, same here. for the budget that we know Supernatural has, they really emulate that kind of thirties Southern. Yep, hot. Like, yeah. no air con. Yeah, it's a real balmy night. What we say mm-hmm. in Australia, balmy night, or mm-hmm. even in the UK, because that's where it comes from. But anyway, 
but you know you know it's there's mm-hmm. humidity in the air yeah there's some electricity in as such mm-hmm. there's like you were in automatically you're transported back into the 30s mm-hmm. you're in the you're in the you're in the bar I love mm-hmm. that it looks like a shack, but it's a bar. I love yeah. that kind of vibe. Like, yeah, I'm I'm hearing it. Sort of post speakeasy kind yeah. of energy, and obviously, again, we're in the segregated South, and so um, a you know, quote unquote, coloreds only mm-hmm. place maybe wasn't as not classy, but refined, like refined, quote unquote, as mm-hmm. a whites only bar would have yeah. been. Um and yeah, Robert Johnson was a bit of, as best we can tell, a bit of a like ladies' yeah, man, he bit was of a philanderer. Yeah, look at that. And so he's eyeing this woman up, and again, that's true to his mythology. Mm-hmm. Again, there's not unknown about him, the real human person, and yep. but there's a lot of really cool mythology about him. Like he's a very mythical blues character, which yep. I think is kind of cool. Like, and I love how they've woven it in because I don't know anything about him, mm-hmm. the the real person. Yes, but the legend, it's like you. Just in him playing this guitar, which is beautifully yes, played. Yes, and that's and, him, the real person. That's obviously one of his recordings. Yes. Of his songs. And so. obviously the actor is acting. <laughs> acting slash lip syncing. Who knew actors act? Um, and, yeah, it's just like you – the actor is definitely embodying the real person because, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you're right, he's – he's seeing some lady, he's given some twinkle on the eye, he's going to mm-hmm. do a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know. And look. He's a real hottie with oh, a guitar, yeah. so why you would be and like, he's in a yes, suit. yeah. He, well, I mean, I guess everybody was in a suit at the time. I mean, true, <laughs> but also like, yeah, he's a real hottie. Yeah, I mean, if he's winking at you, you'd you'd be like, okay, you can buy me a drink after. Yeah, after you can you buy me a, a sarsaparilla. He's in the middle of performing, and mm. he hears the and starts to see the dog. Yes, um, or our dog, and he gets really scared. And he runs out of the bar. He's running away. Yeah. We think into a barn. Was it a barn? Yeah, a barn or something like that. Obviously, it's sort of in rural-ish. Yeah. I think it's Mississippi is where it's sort of set initially yep. in this opening scene. And, and yeah, he he's hearing this dog barking and knocking at the door. And the, snarling. Again, re, uh, really beautifully directed, really well directed. The bursts open. It's not a dog. It's the woman and some of her friends. Yeah. And he's just convulsing on the ground and sort of screaming about the dog dogs getting him mm, and yep. like go get a doctor and that's the cold open and it's very cool. It's very um not close necessarily to the reality of his actual passing. Like I said, he passed under mysterious circumstances, but yeah. those circumstances might have been just mysterious by the fact that it was nineteen thirty eight. Mm-hmm. And he was only 27 years old and mm-hmm. it's not like he had reached global fame no. where everyone knew who he was. Um, and so, yeah, so the, the one of the stories is he was poisoned. Obviously, mm-hmm. one of the stories is he died because of, he'd sold his soul to the devil. Yep. Um, I think the story that's maybe the most likely is that he had syphilis. <laughs> oh, I mean... <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> I mean, also, didn't we all in the thirties? I mean, so penicillin's coming, real but coming for you soon. Yeah, but yeah. When he's dying, he's in the arms of the the lucky lady. Yeah, and lucky, not so much. I mean, lucky, you know, in his head, he's just like, and he mentions black dogs, mm-hmm. and then yeah, that is the cold opening. And I, yeah, when I saw like I remember this episode because it's one of my favorites because mm-hmm. it's just it it sets up law. There's a bit of you know. There's some, you know, entanglement. There's mm-hmm. there's deals to be made, and who are they made with, and what does it all mean, and blah blah blah. I just love, I just love this episode. Yes. So it like the episode a couple episodes back where you're like, no one can tell me wrong. The Ben, the Ben guy, the two directors, Ben Edland. Yes, 
when you were like, I will forgive him for many things. Yes. This is my episode where I'll forgive well, him. Well, it's Sarah Gamble, so. I mean, so I, I, I'm, I've gambled. <laughs> it's our girl. Right. I've, I've gambled on the right episode. And yep. uh-huh. yeah, I went there, guys. It was going to happen at some point, and yeah. it's happened. But yes. So we now cut to Sam and Dean. Um, on Sam's on his laptop looking. Obviously, we've just come out of. So many more stickers now. We're in season two. Well, he's got a new laptop because his first laptop got destroyed in, in the, the car accident. So, car accident. Hat. And it's got more stickers. We are seeing the stickers have increased. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at Dean's mugshot. Obviously, we've now come off of The Usual Suspects, which was the last episode. And they're um, talking about Dean being wanted now. Like, yep. they know he's alive. Um, but poor Sam, not even accessory to murder. He's he doesn't he's not wanted by anybody. Nope. Which Dean takes great pleasure in, in yeah, kind of ripping the, him out. Yeah, because he's like, I'm on a feds lift, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, oh, Dean's seeing the glass half full. Yes, Dean obviously taking the positive, taking some positive energy. Mm-hmm. But then they cut to uh, sort of the case, mm-hmm. or that they're the reason that they're yep, there for the episode. Yep, which is that an architect called Sean Boyden um, had plummeted to his death of a condo that he had designed Mm -hmm. and I I need to know what what is a condo because we don't no condos aren't super a thing are they no they're not kind of we have villas we have townhouses we have duplexes let's find out I think a condo was a condo like a bigger apartment well like a Um, two-story apartment kind of scenario (laughs) <laughs> the internet is here to help. And even the internet is like, having heard the term condo bandied about on American television shows, most of us probably assumed it was just another word for a unit, so like a flat. Yeah. Um, but apparently it is different. So they are, the differences are really boring. Oh, right. <laughs> the differences are like to do with body corporate and like property Ugh. managers and stuff like that. There's no, oh, so it's, like it's a- just basically an ap- apartment. Um, but right. apparently, so condos apparently have layouts that are all different on the inside. Huh. So That's yeah, the like main apartments. difference is that it's kind of like, I guess, the friends' apartments, which never made sense, sense. to me, but I guess maybe they use a condos. Yeah, condos, but they were just apartments maybe because it translates better. I don't know. But um, it also makes sense why this architect has fallen mm-hmm. through a condo because you'd think that an architect who was just doing flats or apartments would be like, and done. And yeah. seen and would not go to the actual build as much. So Yeah, not as exciting, I don't no. think anyway. So he fell off the top of his condominium um that he designed and they look into it and two so two days previous he had started calling animal control because he'd been seeing a black dog. Vicious and, wild dogs. Yeah, and so black dog mythology is a bit different to kind of where this episode ends up in terms of what the big bad is mm-hmm. um but it's a very common mythology for anyone who likes harry potter it's massive in prisoner of azkaban in terms of like the mythology of the black dog that it's yep. a death omen um that it's associated with the spirit world mm-hmm. and so it's very broad in terms of why someone might see a black dog. yep yep um and so they that's what the trigger for the, the case is is this mysterious death of this very successful architect mm-hmm. Um, and he just happened to see a black dog. Yes. So they go and see his business partner. Mm-hmm. And his business partner basically says that, you know, he lived a charmed life. And, you know, he, you know, this guy is, was, you know, very capable architect. He was yeah. like Van Gogh. He was like, or Van Gogh, I should say. He was incredibly talented. He could just, he just saw things differently. Really? Yep. And how are they getting this information is that mm-hmm. Sam and Dean... 
writers for Architectural Digest. And let that seep into your brains for like two minutes. Which is a real magazine. Which is a real magazine, which I've just found out. Mm -hmm. But I just love the fact that, again, all you need to, like, part of these aliases are, you know, 5% knowledge, 95% good Mm -hmm. looks. And just swagger. Yeah. Which, I mean... (laughs) If you've been traveling along this path of the podcast, you 100% know they've both got swagger in different ways. Yes, very different ways. In very different ways, my point out. But yes, um, it's interesting though because his business partner was like 10 years ago, he was Mm -hmm. working in like a dive bar and couldn't design beans, essentially, a can of beans. Um, So he just like magically got this power, you know, to design things Mm -hmm. seemingly overnight. Yeah, and he just got this amazing commission, like his first commission, and from there it was like... Step up, step up, step mm-hmm. up. Um, not the movies. No. <laughs> not to the streets. Never to the streets. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and so Dean goes to Animal Control. They get a list of all of the uh, reports of black dogs that mm-hmm. have been sighted in yep. the last sort of 10 days since this guy jumped off the building because um, they're trying to figure out, you know, is this a death omen that's following people around, around. and killing them maybe? Yeah, maybe hunt going after successful people. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously him and the young secretary, secretary, hit mm-hmm. it off. And he gave her, she gave him something that Dean found baffling, mm-hmm. um, which is her MySpace dress. And I'm so excited to talk about MySpace. Did you have a MySpace? Did I have a MySpace? I think I did. I, I want to say I did because, I mean, we're similar ages, so yes. it makes sense. And it was, MySpace was always the thing. Facebook became like in my twenties. Yes, MySpace from like my legal age of eighteen mm-hmm. was that weird. I think I did because I obviously had seen her. Yes, and seen as in like not you're seeing, but like seen as in like a scene out of a movie. Seen her because like, I had like hardcore blonde. <laughs> not hair. seen out of a movie. Not seen out of a movie. <laughs> but full on, I did as have. In, like, I think it's had seen a re- kids? seen kids, emo kids, whatever the scene. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. But yeah, because I kids were a little different to emo because I was much more emo than I was uh-huh. seen. And seeing Maybe kids a, were a little bit more like um poser. not yeah. poser, but like almost like influences. It was all very like Yeah, true, because the they were appearances. Yeah, because the scene kids would have more colourful stuff in their hair. They did yeah. we that was me, because I definitely had the tiger stripes. Mm-hmm. I had blonde hair and I had pieces that were actually on my part of my hair and that you're seeing this and going, I'm mm-hmm. seeing this. Cat. Yes, I've got the image. Yeah, and down the one of, like on my left-hand side where my hair was long, mm-hmm. um, I did definitely have blonde and black like mm-hmm. tiger stripes in my hair because I was cool. Yeah. I was not cool. So I can say, and I can say definitively I had a MySpace. Yes, excellent. I absolutely had a MySpace. I was Fabulous. right in the right demographic i was like 15 mm. 16 17 oh yeah um i was emo i had black hair like dressed um you know lots of colors definitely had you know my chemical romance like mm-hmm. taught myself html to design my own myspace yeah, page was this a place where you could put like you could change like your top eight yep top eight friends top eight friends and also you had, could play music Mm-hmm. So they, yes, yes. Yep. And there I was like MySpace. MySpace quizzes, which was like the origin of BuzzFeed quizzes, basically. Ah. And there were lots of like, which anime girl are you? Yeah. So I was very, very in the MySpace being. I was, I was right in there. I have, I could you chat in MySpace? Um, no, that was MSN. Oh yeah, because that's where I lived. I lived in MSN. Oh yeah. I was like, um, I was like, could you chat at MySpace? Mm. I mean, no, 
you, you could talk to people, obviously, on MySpace because you could follow people and, and then, like... Oh, you can send them messages? Send them messages on... I not, like, I... privately. Oh. Like, but that's how the like Carly Ryan thing started, uh, was yeah. on MySpace. Um, yes. For anyone who doesn't know, Carly Ryan is a really... One of the 700,000 terrible murders that occurred in my home state of South Australia. Mm. Um, but this one was right at the start of kind of social media and MySpace. She was the first Australian... Because I recently watched a, mm-hmm. a documentary. She was the first, like, publicly known, like, internet kill. Yeah. And she was victim. lured. Um, yes. And, so, and catfished in a, the worst possible way. In the worst actual possible way, yes. So, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> but just, an, just another one of the horrible murders that have occurred in my home state. But, yeah, I was definitely well in on MySpace, definitely deep in that world. I had a very, very, very embarrassingly personal blog on my MySpace. Oh, no. Um, that you I still access MySpace? No, no, it's probably on a Wayback Machine. Um, thankfully, uh, I'm not going to reveal what my MySpace handle was. I you can't find it you. by Googling anymore, thank God, because um, I did Google it when I knew this episode was coming up because I was like, I don't want anyone finding yeah, the rambles, ramblings of a 16-year-old narcissist. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> cool. Because it was like the stuff that I would put on my MySpace blog. I'm just like, this is stuff that you just tell your best friends, you yep. know? Uh, I Like it was the early days of the internet where you were just like spewing your brain to yeah, everybody. It was word garbage. Um, A word vomit. It, like emotional, over the top, yep. ridiculousness. Yep. Um, yeah, but definitely had um, a lot of incredibly over-edited photos. I'll see if I can find one to send to you to pop on the Instagram. Okay. Lots of like very MySpace posed photos. So the ones were like super high oh, up selfies. Yeah, good um, <laughs> And I, I did find it funny that Dean was like, "What is it? Some kind of porn, porn site?" And Sam, because although no, technically not. The I mean, part of MySpace that I was on was adjacent to the Suicide Girls part. Uh huh. So I don't know if you remember Suicide Girls or remember or knew what Suicide Girls were. Um, no, so must- Suicide Girls was like a phenomenon. It was kind of the first, almost like sex positive, body positive, alternative movement where it was girls would pose and take photos of themselves, fairly risque photos. Mm. But, you know, the more tattoos you had and the more like piercings you had and the like, it wasn't so much about like traditional beauty standards. It was ah, very like alternative beauty standards. Got you. And yeah, we were pretty like horny images. Like they were really, really um, risque images you. of suicide girls. But yeah, also the fact that they referenced MySpace as a contemporary reference, because this would have been 2006. Yep. So this is contemporary, which is crazy that we're still talking about this show. Uh-huh. And you couldn't even remember if you had a MySpace or not. Yeah, I am. I want to say I did. I think I did. I don't rightly remember. I'm going to look, I'm going to say I did, but I can't confirm nor deny. Mm -hmm. So they are following up with people who have reported black dogs or seen Mm -hmm. black dogs. um, And they go to a Dr. Pelman's house. Because Carly not only gave Dean the MySpace Mm -hmm. link or username, Mm -hmm. but gave her, gave Gave Dean a um, a name by Sylvia Perlman. Yes. Um, and so they go to see her 
and she isn't there. Um, her sort of live-in maid. Maid. But yeah, apparently she became chief surgeon of a hospital at 32. So 10 years ago, she mm. became chief surgeon and now out of nowhere, she has just up and run away, basically, up yep. and left. Gone for a couple of days. And it turns out she too frequented the same bar, Lloyd's Bar. Lloyd's Bar. And we cut to Dr. Perlman. She's gone from this kind of, you know, the picture that they find of her from Lloyd's Bar. Mm-hmm. You know, she's this very beautiful, young, yep. um, successful looking woman. And you see her now and she's sort of got like, you know, bird's nest hair and she's looking a little crazy. And... Yeah, she's looking a little bit uh, west for wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's seen some things. She's gone through, she's going through the gigs as well. Mm-hmm. And she is saying she seems to be in a dodgy motel and there mm-hmm. <laughs> she's hearing knocking on the door and it's the sort of motel owner sort of saying, you need to get out, you need to pay. And she goes yep. to, to pay him and he's like, Face does this kind of crazy, scary contortion. Yeah. It's very, very scary. Very like, scary. Great CGI, I think, across this episode. Yes. She screams, of course. And sort of slams the door shut. And we cut back to Sam and Dean. They have gone to Lloyd's Bar. Mm-hmm. And they realize that Lloyd's Bar is on a crossroads. Mm-hmm. Finally. I'm going to say it. Fucking crossroad demons. Oh, my God. This is like, I. they're my favorite demons. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite. Because crossroad demons, they crossroads, man, crossroads. Mm-hmm. They are my favorite. It's just the, because of this episode and because it's one of my favorites, mm-hmm. it's probably the reason why I love it so much. Um, but they dig up this crossroads, obviously crossroad demons, crossroad deals. I feel like that's such a part mm-hmm. of kind of all um, sort of Western Christian mythology. Yeah, like crossroads. it's very. Very, it's on the nose. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, and you know, the idea, you know, you got used to get crossroads, like it was mm-hmm. all this, a lot, there's a lot of mythology yep. and lore Symbolism around, cross, and such. around crossroads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they decide to test their theory that they think it might be a crossroads mm-hmm. demon, and they dig up a box in the center of the crossroads. Um, mm-hmm. It's got some graveyard dust in it, it's got the skeleton of a black cat, mm-hmm. uh, and it has, some pictures of the people we've already spoken about. Yep. Um, so the architect and the surgeon. Mm-hmm. And so that means that they're they're not just seeing black dog, they're seeing hellhounds. They sure are. Mm, boom, baby. Demonic fools, as Sam calls them. Yep. And they are the ones that come to collect mm-hmm. on people who have made deals. And deals with the devil. Yes. Well, we don't really hear in oh, this devil. version of the mythology that it's a devil. Um, we hear demons. Yeah, so, demons. So, sorry, if I say devil, I mean demon. We then cut back to Dr. Perlman uh, and she is attacked and killed by a hellhound. Uh-huh. And I have some uh, – this isn't in the wiki, so I'm, I'm sort of doing this from memory because I feel like maybe I heard this in an interview or something. Mm-hmm. But obviously, again, we're talking about the CGI yep. in Supernatural – kind of where it was at in 2006 slash 7, which is when this was filmed. Basically, and again, I'm doing this from memory, so this is maybe not 100% correct, but basically they couldn't get the dogs to look good. (laughs) Like they they were like, this doesn't look scary. Um, And we can't necessarily keep this up. Like we could maybe afford one really good shot of a hellhound, but a whole episode with hellhounds um, is not going to work financially. We're going to have to figure something else out. And so that's why they are invisible in this episode. That's it. But I like that they're invisible. It's, yeah. It and works so good. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go if it's not working. Yeah. I mean, it's 
I love the fact that only the people who've made deals can see yeah. it. And like everybody else, like including us, the audience, we only see, like we, we see the doors move, we see scratches, we see, mm-hmm. we just see little things. And yeah. it's so cool. Didn't know that. I actually just assumed like it makes more sense that only the person who's made the deal yeah. would be able to see the like the hellhound. Yeah. And again, that's law that gets created in this episode. But yeah, it was it was based on a practical thing. Um so we do get a flashback to nineteen thirty. Mm-hmm. Um so we do sort of find out in the course of things that typically deals go for ten years. Yep. Why Robert Johnson's well, the reason Robert Johnson's deal, quote unquote, went for t- eight years, not ten years. Um, is because that lines up with his actual biography, which is that yeah. he sort of, you know, wandered into a bar, quote unquote, in, in 1930, um, suddenly able to play incredibly well, yeah. having previously been kind of like an okay musician. Exactly. Um, and, you know, probably the real story is he practiced a lot, but apparently he did used to practice in graveyards, which didn't really help the stories. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I mean... I mean, great acoustics, but terrible yeah, for the law. Pretty much. Like, it was just for acoustics and it was a place to go and to be and, like, mm-hmm. you know, all of that sort of stuff. So, but yeah, so that's why his is different, but the general is is 10 years. And we get to see what a, a crossroad demon deal looks like. Yeah. Um, he makes his deal. She comes to him as a beautiful woman. Yep. And he says he wants to be the best that ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they seal it with a kiss. I love this. And we'll talk about it a bit later in the episode, but this is sort of the first time that we get the sense that John made a similar deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the question has been since that time, um, did, did John have to seal it with a kiss mm-hmm. with the yellow-eyed demon? I want to say yes. Yes. I agree. I would like to think so. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's – but then again mm-hmm. – but then again, we don't know if the yellow-eyed demon is the same as a crossroad demon. No, we. I don't think we find ever find that out for sure one way or the other. I like to think that the yellow-eyed demon, like, I like to think that, yes, they seal it with a kiss because it yes. seems kind of that seals the deal. Yeah. Hence seals the deal. But also, yellow-eyed demon, as we are establishing, he's a bit of a prick. Mm-hmm. Um, So I feel like he just does what he wants because he can because... You assume he's powerful. Yeah. But in my head, yes, they did kiss because, again, sealing. Yes. It seems to be the way that it's done. It feels very, you know, Eucratic. Is that the word I'm looking for? Like, um, dot in the T's, you know, crossing the T's, dot in mm-hmm. the I's. Yep. Bureaucratic. Like, yeah, I was right. So I yeah. was right. Is that the right word I'm losing here? Yeah. Yes. It seems like, you know, they're assholes, but they also like to follow a good, you know, mm-hmm. crossing some T's and dotting some I's. Mm-hmm. And this is also where we get a little bit of a sense of um, some of the undercurrents happening with Dean during this episode, uh-huh. uh, which is that he's not sure we should be trying to save these people. Nope. They made a deal. They knew what they yep. were getting into. And, you know. Yep. Three the terms and conditions, kids. And no one put a gun to their head. No nope. one forced them to do it, as, at least as far as he knows. Nope, no man. And so why should he save them? Yeah. Which is not an unfair point. Oh, yeah, look, I, I love that Dean, like, Sam's just like, shooketh like Mm -hmm. what are you talking about and it's like well they're all adults no one put a gun to their head they Mm -hmm. sought out the crossroad demon yeah they researched it they've you know sean sylvia they've all come through the doors of this Mm -hmm. bar and they've worked it out that they they can do something Mm -hmm. themselves get out of whatever situation they're in for the next 10 years they're gonna live like like kings and queens yeah Again, you've made a deal with a demon. 
Yes. And so they find the person they think summoned the demon, mm-hmm. uh, which is a gentleman named George Darrow. Yep. Um, and they go to find his apartment and he sees that it's got some weird black dust in front of it. Yep. Um, trying to figure out what it is, you know, try and sort of weasel their way in. They're trying to explain who they are and what they do and they yep. sort of get like a bit sassy and being like, you know, the thing that you want is salt, not pepper, um, if you want to keep something evil out. And so the clap back, the clap back at this point, yeah, <laughs> from 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 good old George was a uh, yeah, um, gopher dust, yeah. And so like, what now? Well, gopher dust. Oh, I call it gopher dust. Yes, not ah. not a not a little like furry creature. So oh, yeah, no. no the the quote is which I do love. You what you boys think you know something about something, but not gopher dust. Um, so obviously this is maybe more getting into like hoodoo and things yep. like that. Which given we're in the south. Yes, we're in Mississippi. So yep. that definitely tracks. Um, yep. Well, quote unquote, we're in Mississippi. We're in Vancouver, guys. We're always yep. in Vancouver. We're always in Vancouver. But for the episode, yes. and we're, for the arc, we're in Mississippi. Yes. M-A-S-S-A-S-S-O-P-P-I. Um, so Goofa Dust keep, you know, keeps the... Bad. Keep bad, keeps evil and bad things out. Stronger keeps, than salt. Keeps demons out. And so, yeah, so George gives it to them. And basically they have this really interesting conversation with George where George is like, yep, I summoned this demon, I made the deal and I should have wished for power or, you know, fame, yep. but I wished for talent, um, yep. which has not really made me rich at all. Yeah. And so it's this kind of interesting thing that he he sought something out actively and mm-hmm. he didn't really get that. No, um, he got the talent because he's yes. a very talented artist, but he didn't get the recognition. Mm-hmm. Tales of time, like mm-hmm. a lot of famous artists, don't generally become super famous until they've passed. Yes, yeah. So I mean, he just wanted to finish this work. Like he's, I, I like that he's admitted that he's like, I know what's going to happen to me, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with the consequences because I'm, a, I'm an adult. I made this decision. Mm-hmm. I just need to finish this work. You know, I learned how to summon this demon um, yep. from family members and so I sorted out um but what he didn't expect was that <laughs> the um demon would stick around and make yeah. deals with other people for the rest of the week yeah and so it sort of loosens a little bit of Dean's frustration of like they knew what they were getting into mm, yeah. because like demons lie and you know yeah. if they're if he's they're there kind of trying to convince them and talk them into stuff it's kind of you know it's what they're good at yeah so it was like a snake oil kind of you know salesman scenario like yeah come on you know you want to make this deal i can make you know i can mm-hmm. sh- you know dangle the the elusive carrot in front of their faces of look what i can get you mm-hmm. and so george doesn't want help yep um he knows what he did mm-hmm. and he knows where he's going which yep. is down south yep um real deep south <laughs> real hot south and he just wants to finish his last painting which is why he has the goofer dust up yep. and then once that's done he'll He'll do what he needs to do. Yeah, he'll let the hellhound in. So I I actually enjoyed this perspective as well of someone being like, no, I don't need saving because I'm this is my fault. Like, yeah, I, I, I did what I did. Knew what I was doing and I did it, and here we are. I think he also, in, in you know, maybe deep down, he mm-hmm. kind of holds maybe a little bit of like, well, I summoned this demon. This demon, being a demon, mm-hmm. decided to make more deals, and while it's their their own choice. I hold like a teeny bit of responsibility and I should pay for my actions. Yeah, I think so. I think that's definitely an element like when he sort of works out that people are dropping because dropping because of him because they they the demon stuck around. Yeah, the demon um, stuck around to to get more patsies, to get the mm-hmm. numbers up. I feel like they were this demon is a, a has sale targets to meet mm-hmm. KPIs and 
You know, they were yep. summoned and they're like, you know what? There's a lot of people through this door. Yep. Going to get drunk, some... drunk dive bar. Yeah. Definitely going to have people with stories to yep. tell. Uh, I need to get my numbers up so I can mm-hmm. get that sweet commish. You know, that's what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And so we now meet sort of our last mm-hmm. victim, which is Evan. Yep. Um, he is working his desk. He hears a dog. Yep. He goes to look and then his sort of wife comes in wearing cut jeans and the world's biggest oh, yeah. belt. Oh, yes. Very. <laughs> we're very on that trend, guys. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. The fashion. Oh, boy. And he is, you know, seems to be hustling her out the door a little. He's encouraging her to go visit his, her sister. Uh, we'll so, so Sam and Dean come to uh, Evan's house. He thinks that they're demons because they're obviously talking about Lloyd's bar mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and so he locks the door and Dean kicks the door in. And it's funny because obviously the boys kick a lot of doors in in the course of this oh, yes. show. And it means that Jensen and Jared are quite good at kicking doors in. Yeah, which I mean. There's this... <laughs> There's a story of um, Jensen was at a convention, I think, in Italy. Mm-hmm. And it was really late at night and he had to get up early to, like, go to the convention. Yep. And his card wasn't working to get into his hotel room. Did he? And, like, they did everything, got managers, got all these people, tried to give him a new card, tried to reset the card, all of mm-hmm. that stuff, and none of it worked. And he was like, okay, so what you're trying to tell me right now is there's no way for me to get in my room. You can't, like, all my stuff is in there. Mm-hmm. You're telling me until tomorrow morning, which I will be gone by then because I have to go do convention things. Um, I cannot get into my room and get my stuff. And they're like, yes. And he's like, okay. And he kicked the door in, but well, he kicked what... it in like, because it was a hotel room door. So it's got all like the security stuff. Yeah. And so he just like kicked in like a big hole and basically climbed through it and was like, good night. Yeah. Um, send maintenance <laughs> up in the morning. Pretty much. Um, so obviously they go in, they get. Um, they talk to Evan, mm-hmm. but I love how also we Evan's obviously locked all the doors. Yeah, he's locked himself in his office. I love that Dean kicks the door and mm-hmm. they're walking, and Dean goes to kick in the office door, and Sam stops him and is just like, "Give it two seconds," and he mm-hmm. opens the door. And I love this, yeah, because he's just like, "We can't just be kicking all the doors." Yeah, and this is sort of where we get to the kind of the emotional crux for Dean of this episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is that he has worked it out. You know, we've had these little hints that they think the the yellow-eyed demon mm-hmm. is the one who sort of saved uh, John. Yeah. Uh, sorry, saved Dean um, at the expense of John. Yeah. And he's like, I think it was a deal. And, you know, he sort of had, gets his anger out at Evan. He's like, what did you wish for? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, and he, Evan sort of starts by saying my wife. And he's like, of course, like. Yeah, you seem like the guy that needs, and I mean, it does read that way. Mm-hmm. You, like when we meet Evan and his wife, you kind mm-hmm. of do because it is very super loved up. I mean, that's not a problem in everyone's mm-hmm. relationship, but it's kind of painted a way that you're like, oh, Evan clearly has made a deal with the devil to be with this woman that was yeah. never going to give him the light of day. Yes. And she doesn't mean the devil. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, sorry. I mean the demon. Damn it. Um, yes. And so, but he, we have it revealed that she was dying. They were together and mm-hmm. she was terminally ill. Yeah. And she had, like, she was being moved into hospice. You know, they were looking at days left. Yeah. Maybe needless to say, Dean has a little bit of issue with the idea of, of a life for a life and, and whether saving someone. He does someone... backtrack a little bit. He does yeah. calm down, but he's still angry. Yeah. And we all know why. Uh, you know, whether it's a life for a life and whether the, the pain of bringing someone back 
was for them or, or for you. Yeah. Because um, you know. Dean does make a good point. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's great you've done this for your wife, mm-hmm. but what's going to happen when you're gone and yeah. she has to mourn your lot? Yeah. Ten years, is that enough yeah. for for a life? Mm-hmm. Um, and is that worth it? And which is a very valid point and obviously very much painted by Dean's personal experience, experience losing his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and obviously having worked out. Yeah, what's happened. How. And how he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yeah. Um, and we get another sort of case of Dean sort of just flinging himself recklessly into danger, of which he's been doing a lot of since yep. his brush brush with death. Yep. Um, and he's decided to summon the demon and see what he can do, see if he can make another deal, make another deal, or do something, do some things. And Sam is incredibly like, absolutely not. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. This is like suicide. And he's just like, well, mm-hmm. gotta try something. Let's just because at this point, there's no law, there's nothing in the books, mm-hmm. there's nothing in John's book. There's nothing that's going to stop it because essentially you've made a deal. It's a binding contract. Mm-hmm. Ten years are up. Hellhound takes takes your soul. That's for Danya. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, they're working. They're just basically throwing some. They're picking up some darts and throwing throwing at the board and see what's it. Yeah, and so Sam saves stays to try and keep Evan safe. Um, Dean goes to try Go and goof dust. Um, make a deal and to summon mm. the demon. Not Goverdust. No. Goof dust. Goofedust. So he's like, he has placed mm-hmm. lines around the doors and the yep. windows and he's made a circle and he's asking Evan to stay in the circle, being Sam. Mm-hmm. And so Dean um, summons the mm-hmm. demon and obviously she is in a the- A very attractive woman. Yes, uh, with tits out for the boys. Oh, she she is. <laughs> she, I was like, yeah. And I, I I don't know if she says it and I could it could be me just implanting a mm-hmm. line, but she is appealing to the customer. Like when they when a, when a mm-hmm. demon surfaces yes. to make a deal, they generally are appealing to the customer. Yes, visually. So obviously, um, we saw that with Robert Johnson with this mm-hmm. beautiful woman that appeared. Yep. You see that again with this demon that appears for Dean. Dean. I mean, she is smoking. Yes. I mean, she's a demon, but she's also smoking. Yes. Uh, yes, and tits out for the boys. Oh, tits out for the boys in a day. And so we're sort of cutting back and forth from Dean trying to sort of sweet talk this demon. Seduce almost? Like, yeah, there's, there's a, bit, a bit, you know. There's a bit of, you know, this chemistry, like the chemistry yes. here is like electric. Oh, yeah. And I love that they've picked someone. Again, they've picked, even though she's only here for a short time, mm-hmm. they've picked someone that he's going to be able to bounce off with. Yes. And that there's some sexual undertone. Yes, definitely. Which we sort of saw as well with Meg, that she was a yep. bit like horny for Sam. Oh yeah, and Sam's kind of horny for her. And yeah, it's not. I like. I like when they pick actors and actresses to do mm-hmm. this because it's just as layers. It's not yeah. just oh, I'm a demon. I want your soul. Yeah, it's nice. Yes, it is very enjoyable to watch. And mm. so they're sort of having this flirty conversations. Dean's like, come to the car, you know, let's get off the road. Yeah, let's make this deal in the car. And I'm just like, oh, this is very sexy. I'm, yes, I'm, this I'm, is. <laughs> oh, my. Um, and then we're cutting back to Sam, trying to keep Evan safe. Once again, we've got the Sam. demon dog, um, the hellhound at the door. Like, again, it's invisible. So it's all very, like, uh, atmospheric how we're Definitely. hearing it. And Sam's relying on Evan to tell him whereabouts it is mm-hmm. because Sam, as we as I've discussed he can't see it because he hasn't made a deal. It's yes. Evan. So I love the that he can see visually the doors moving, but mm-hmm. he can't physically see it, but Evan can. Love yes. 
Um, and that definitely makes it scarier. And I definitely think it was a good choice oh, compared yeah. to whatever the 2006 I mean, could you Hellhound. imagine it was just like three poodles just dressed up? As well, like... I mean, it would it just would have been rough, I think. I oh, think yeah, it would have been, been real rough. And so we're crossing back and forth. The Crossroads demon works out that Dean is trying to trap her in a devil's trap that's underneath the, the car. car. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah. And she's then we pissed. get some great Jensen acting as Dean, acting as sad. And so she takes pity on, on, Jen, on Dean and is like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll help. And, I'll listen to what you've got to say. Mm-hmm. And he lures her in and mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, you know, I can, I can make the deal. You bring your dad back. You'll get 10 years together. That's mm-hmm. a lifetime. And Dean's yep. kind of joking, like, can you throw in a set of steak knives? And she's like, oh, Dean, like this defensive. Dancing around and we're in a, mm-hmm. like an old water tower. Yeah. Old water- and he's just like almost very fluidly moving mm-hmm. around, but like he's like he's playing a piece, and I mm-hmm. love it. And you're very right. On the second time around, because you know what's going to happen, yeah, you're very much like, oh, you're using everything at your disposal in your arsenal. You're using mm-hmm. it all, and I love it. Yeah. And so he's like, now that you're trapped, you're going to let Evan go. You're going to release the Hellhounds, yep. um, and that's going to be the new deal. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to do that. And he is like, okay, cool. And he starts to perform an exorcism. I also love that when she's in there, she's just like, mm-hmm. I can't believe she like the look of her when she realized when he looks up and mm-hmm. we can see the the devil's trap underneath the water container mm-hmm. that he she's just like, oh for fuck's sake! And she says that Dean mm-hmm. and that kind of like Dean what? Yeah. And, um, you know, in all of this, we're cutting back and forth with Evan and with Sam yep. and we're seeing their sort of bouncing back and mm-hmm. forth and trying to keep him safe as these claw marks get closer and closer and closer. Very good claw marks. Yes. And eventually the demon caves. Yep. Because we find gone to town. Yes. And we, we find this out because she's kissing him hard, mm-hmm. um, which he's confused and grossed out by. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just like, this is weird, but yes. also okay. Yes. I mean, not a bad day at the office, no. honestly. No. And he's like, what, what was that? And she's like, that's what seals the deal. And he's his. I like his line, which is, you usually like to be warned before I'm violated with demon tongue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, and then it wouldn't be really a demon tongue kiss, really, if there was, mm-hmm. you know, a warning. Exactly. Um, and at first you think Dean's going to double cross her. He's going to send her back to hell still. He's yep. going to complete the exorcism. Um, but she's made it very clear that if he does that, um, the first thing he'll do, she'll do when she crawls out of hell is uh, skin Evan Hansen alive. So um, <laughs> he, they decide that that is not a good idea and he lets her go. Yeah, I love that he just moves a panel. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's very, I don't know. It was very fluid. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so he lets her go and she reveals that Daddy Dearest, John, is actually also down south in mm-hmm. hell, suffering in, in punishment mm-hmm. because that's what happens when you sell your soul is you get sent to hell. And just as, you know, Dean's starting to talk to her about it and, like, interrogate her, uh, we get everybody's favourite black smoke out of her mouth. Out of her mouth, looking much better than season one. Oh, yes. They've really got it um, under control now. And now she's just a scared woman. We now cut to sort of the final scene 
uh, Sam and Dean are in the car. Mm-hmm. They've clearly been discussing, you know, is John actually in hell? Is yeah. that what, you know, demons lie? But maybe she was telling the truth and, yeah. like, how could Dean How could Dean live with that? Like, how can Dean live with yeah. knowing? I mean, yeah, like, uh, he, again, going back to further in the episode where, mm-hmm. you know, Dean says, you know, y- you've sorted out, you made the deal, mm-hmm. live with the consequences. So, yeah. I mean, Sam going, oh, I wonder if Dad would have, you know, John knew. Yeah, of course John knew. Like, he's he's a demon hunter, you know. Yeah, he's a hunter. So like, <laughs> he's picked up some things. Yeah. You, you know, Dean's sort of wrestling with that and wrestling with that knowledge that he's here while his dad suffers for eternity. Yeah. And Sam sort of tries to reassure him to be like, look, we're carrying on dad's mission. Yep. We are doing what he, want, would he, have wanted, us he would have wanted us to do. The amount of people he saved and the amount of people we've saved, like mm. that all means something. And it kind of ends on this kind of somber note of Sam being like, you weren't actually going to make that deal to bring dad back, were you? And Dean kind of doesn't respond. And then that's the end of the episode. And that's the end of the episode. This is going to be a really short episode, guys, because we've had some serious technical issues with my serious new laptop that I'm going to rage about afterwards. Yeah. Once everything's uh, back onto regular programming, we will discuss what happened. But yeah, we've stopped probably, what, eight times? Yeah, eight times. It just, I'm so frustrated at the moment. So if it and seems so, a bit choppy. Yes, if it seems like it's a lot of like weird pauses, it's because there were a lot of weird pauses. I may even put a note here for Megan for when she edits and maybe we go, hey guys. Soz about this. Um, this episode's <laughs> going to come brought to you by techni- technical difficulties. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I may even put something on my Instagram when it, yeah. before it comes out to be like, hey, it's a shorter episode. Yeah. We had some issues. We persevered. You're we welcome. Did. Yeah. That's a great episode. It is a really good, a good episode. episode. It's really enjoyable. It's really fun to see the lore all come together yeah. um, about Crossroads deals. Yeah. And like, maybe this isn't the last Crossroads deal that we see no. in the season. Um, but also, yeah. I do love that again. It sets a stone. It, it it's it's an episode that is touching on law, is mm-hmm. still in the arc, and has mm-hmm. its own, you know, monster of the week kind of yeah. scenario. It's all three, and it's a good trilogy. Yes, definitely. Mm. All right. Um. So as always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You mm-hmm. can email us at we will talk about it pod at gmail dot com. Um, please rate and review. I think you can also leave a rating on Spotify now. So it would be amazing if you could do that. In the meantime, stay safe and don't make any deals with Crossroad Demons. Okay, bye guys. Bye.